this holy season of Lent is a penitential season. And that word penitential is a word that means to change, to turn, to turn away from sin and turn toward the Lord, to turn away from all that is evil and to turn to the one who is full of goodness and love, to turn away from sin, that which corrupts and corrodes and disintegrates the soul, and turn toward the one whose mercy makes us whole. It's fitting that we spend some time this day talking about sin and the temptation that leads us to sin. For both the Old Testament reading and the Gospel speak of temptation. The people of Israel spoke about the word lust in a threefold way. They would speak about the, a threefold lust. The lust for pleasure, the lust for possessions, and the lust for pride. Lust is a disordered attraction, a disordered desire. Not that there is anything wrong in and of themselves with the things we desire, but we get carried away. The desire consumes us and leads us to stop at nothing to get what we are desiring. Not even God's holy law, God's commandments will stop us in our pursuit of those desires. The lust for pleasure, the lust for creature comforts, the kind of lust that we usually associate with the word lust, also the lust for food, for leisure, for entertainment, those things that make us feel good, those things that are pleasurable, the lust for possessions, the lust to have more and more, the lust to have especially something that our neighbor has, that now we just have to have it, and especially something that our sibling might have in their home, and we just, we just have to have one of those too. And this lust for possessions can take over a person. A person can dig a big hole of debt that is almost impossible to get out of. With the UPS truck running up and down the driveway three or four times a day with the things from Amazon. The lust for possessions. And the lust for pride. We're speaking now not of pride in a good sense, in the, in the sense that you, you take pride in the work that you do, 
you take pride in a craft that you can accomplish, but rather that, that pride that overcomes a person and makes him or her to seem to be the center of the universe. Sometimes we will say that he's full of himself. He has an attitude that he's better than everybody else. That's the opposite of humility, isn't it? That sin of pride is the opposite of the virtue of humility. Notice that the temptations that Jesus is presented with by the tempter, by the devil, correspond to the, this, these three lusts. The first temptation, change these stones into bread. You've been fasting for 40 days, you're hungry, you really want something to eat now that these 40 days are over. Turn the stones into bread. And our Lord resists that temptation because it goes contrary to who he is. It goes contrary to his mission in life. Of course our Lord is capable of changing stones into bread. Our Lord took the five loaves and the two fish and fed the multitude of 5,000 with 12 baskets of leftovers. Our Lord was more than capable of turning stones into bread. But remember that in all of the miracles that our Lord performed, they were always to benefit other people and lead other people into faith in him. He never once worked a miracle to his own advantage. He never once worked a miracle so that he might have something, but rather that others might be cured or healed or brought back to life or fed. He resists that temptation, that lust for the pleasure of having something to eat. The tempter takes our Lord to the parapet of the temple, the high place of the temple. And people were always milling around near the temple. It was the point of attraction that brought people on pilgrimage to Jerusalem day after day, year after year. There were always lots of people around the temple. Throw yourself down from the parapet. The devil tempts our Lord. And watch the angels catch you. And everyone will see this miraculous thing. Everyone will be talking about it. And this will work to your advantage. Think about if we saw someone do that today. What an impact that would have on us. We would be talking about that for weeks, months, years. We'd never forget it. Think of how many people spend money watching magic shows. Magicians always draw in the crowds. And we all know when we go to a magic, magic show that it's not real. 
it's an illusion, it's a sleight of hand, but it's still fascinating to see how a, how a ma magician can do the tricks that, that he does. Our Lord would have gotten the, the reputation of a magician. And people would have followed him and he would have had possessions beyond, beyond avarice. But he said, no, no, this is not who I am. And the devil takes the Lord and shows him all the kingdoms of the world, all of the people in those kingdoms. All of these people will be yours if you only worship me, the devil says. We think about this. What, what was our Lord's mission in life? To draw all people to himself to make disciples of all the nations. He would send his apostles even to the ends of the earth to fulfill that mission. The devil wanted to deliver all these people to the Lord right away. Saving our Lord the trouble of going to the cross. And our Lord refused because it was through the cross that our Lord would pay the price for the sins of all those people, the sins of you and me, teaching us exactly how much our God loves us and how far our God will go to show us that love and to draw us into that love. The cross was where our Lord was headed, and he would not be deterred. And remember that at the cross, our Lord would face temptation again. Our Lord would face hunger, not having eaten anything after the Last Supper. He would experience suffering far greater than anything we could imagine, Suffering that was the exact opposite, the polar opposite of that first lust of pleasure. Our Lord would suffer the indignity of having everything stripped away from him. Again, the polar opposite of the lust for possession. Our Lord would die with absolutely nothing. St. Paul would later say that our Lord became poor so that we might become infinitely wealthy. He would give his all on the cross so that we might have that treasure worth more than silver or gold, that treasure of in of everlasting life with him. And on the cross, another temptation, as one of the thieves crucified with him, taunted him. You worked all those miracles. 
get down off that cross. Step away from the cross. He was tempted. But our Lord knew what he was about. He knew his mission. He knew who he was. And he allowed the good thief to speak on his behalf. The thief to whom the Lord promised that this day you will be with me in paradise. We are mindful during this holy season of Lent of those things that stand in the way of living the truly good life, our sins and the temptations that lead us into sin. This holy season of Lent is the season to go to the cross for the forgiveness of sins. It is the season to turn away from those things that, that we encourage in our lives, that, that fan the flames of disordered desires, that keep us going down the wrong path. This is the time. This is the season to turn away from those things that are harmful, those things that are deadly, and to turn instead to the saving mercies that our Lord extends to us, the saving mercies that come from his glorious wounds and that are made available to us in the sacraments, the beautiful sacrament of penance through which we find the forgiveness of our sins, the beautiful sacrament of the Holy Eucharist in which we are engaged this morning. Mm -hmm. 